It's time for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta, sponsored by Franchise Intellect, knowledge of the franchise community for franchise selection. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Franchise.City, a better way to buy a franchise. More info at Franchise.City. And Franserve, the world's largest franchise consulting and expansion organization. More info at Franserve.com. Now, here's your host, certified franchise consultant, Pamela Curry. Hello, this is Pamela Curry, franchise consultant for aspiring entrepreneurs looking to find a franchise that aligns for them, as well as being the founder and host of the Franchise Business Radio Show. The Franchise Business Radio Show was founded to be a platform to bring business professionals together to connect, educate, and collaborate to serve the franchise community and those considering franchise ownership. I'm excited about today's guest. Today, we have two guests being interviewed on a topic that some may consider to be a highly debatable, risky topic. And while others may see it as an area of change, growth, and vision of vast business opportunities, the business sector that I'm referring to is cannabis. Let's welcome our guests and co-founders of Cannabis 10X. Jason Troth and Holly Ford, welcome to the Franchise Business Radio Show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Before we dive into the interview, uh, I would like for our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. Jason, tell us a little bit about your background and, and yourself. Sure. So, uh, in you know, prior to the cannabis industry, I'm uh, you know my family business. I'm second. I've been in franchising my entire life. So I grew up second generation franchisor. Um, you know, we ran a hundred franchise locations and, um, you know, I got into emerging markets. We, we made an exit from that company, sold it to a larger brand who folded it into seven or 800 locations they have now. And, uh, we, I went into emerging brands. So <clears throat> started working with hundreds of different franchises. I was looking for my next, uh, things and, uh, came across the cannabis industry started, uh, I was also writing for Forbes at the time. So I started doing a lot of, um, um, you know, who are heavy players in the industry in Canada and the U.S. and a couple other countries and investment circles. And then in the franchising space, I came across Holly Ford in a couple different uh, locations in other countries, actually, in franchising conventions. And she was uh, something of a, you know, a, a mini celebrity in the franchise consulting world, you know, had been able to do a brand, a franchise brand turnaround and really just explode the brand. And I realized you know, I was entering a, an emerging space where there's, um, you know, pretty much at the time there was really only one franchise in the cannabis industry in Canada that I was working with and one in. So that is where Holly entered the picture. I'll let her tell you about her, her <laughs> real world class. Yeah. Franchising brought in. What a, what a great segue. Uh, Holly, tell us a little bit about yourself. Rock star. <laughs> All right. Well, gosh, yeah. Um, I'm just before I even begin. I just I am extremely grateful that I met Jason and his innovation um, and and leadership in the cannabis space. Um, you know, is exemplary. So I, I think he definitely downplayed his role in this industry. But um, yeah, backing up a little bit, um, I I began you know kind of my career, if you will. I did a lot of writing. I won in industrial television awards and things like that. Um, and I stayed home with my children. So I was doing things, um, from home. I was creating websites and I started working on creating businesses for people on a consultation basis. 
um, my husband died and um, I still had a one-year-old child. So um, I went into a business um, venture. I started um, working with a company where I was building, um, you know, a, a business for them. Basically, it was an e-commerce business. We got it from zero to a million in, in the very first year um, out. And it was actually a preparedness products business. So it was kind of a, a good feat to do that. From there, you know, the consultation was over. The period was over in two years. And that owner also owned um, a franchise. He owned a, um, you know, a, a strong franchise had a, around 90, 100 locations at that time. Um, I came on board. He says, you know what? Do what you did with this business and clean up, you know, the, the, the wet behind the ears and let's make something out of this. So I went in and we, you know, basically fired the sales team, started this thing over again, redid everything in that business. It became, um, in, in one year of, of that work, we were on the franchise 500. Um, mm. I personally sold more than they had sold in the prior 10 years combined. We, the number ended up being including um, in 18 months, it's sold 46 of them. And I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, but the biggest advantage I thought to that company was we took the resale program from literally 35,000 for a franchise to over 700 grand. Because what I noticed was people really, they build these businesses and they don't realize the value they have in the business. So I worked with the um, valuation team that started actually the business college, the new wing at University of Cincinnati, and um, really got um, a handle on valuation. So from here, um, I was going to enter into the world of um, schooling the brokerages. One of them, they flew me out to California. They wanted to hire me to help create resale programs for um, over 400 franchise brands. And it was a salary position, and I had enough entrepreneurial backbone that I wanted to do it myself. So I launched Zarian Firm as an international business brokerage. Um, you know, had a great inventory. My goal the first year was I had 10 exclusive contracts, right? Um, I had 24 mm -hmm. that year, so it was really exciting. Um, I met up with people that had given me awards on the franchise development end, and said, hey, why don't you, you know, come in this brokerage and you can, you can do lots of resales here and all the rest. You've got a great inventory. I did that and, and I was struggling because not because the business wasn't growing, but because I needed more hands that I could trust to get this thing growing. So I'm at a franchise, you know, convention in, in Cuba the first time and I met Jason there, knew what he was doing. I was very impressed with his work. Uh, I met him a second time six months later in Cancun. And at that point, we started having a lot um, deeper conversations. And as, as we got to know one another, I was convinced he was the perfect person I was looking for, for Zarian, to really take this thing to the next level. And, um, and all the while, unbeknownst to me, he was saying, wow, she's working, with, she's working with the top franchise team in the country, franchising businesses. Wow, that would be great on the cannabis mix. Needless to say, he won. We did, you know, hire a managing director for Zarian and, you know, kept, kept it floating and whatnot. Um, but all of the eggs went into the basket of cannabis. And um, I have been incredibly lucky to, to be able to enter this market and with, you know, such a knowledgeable partner. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you for sharing. And obviously, two great talents come together and co-founded the company, Cannabis 10X, which is America's first cannabis brokerage and only broker cannabis business. Uh, so for our listeners, think cannabis, 
mergers and acquisitions. Uh, their services will help you franchise your cannabis business concept or assist in the acquisition or sale of an existing business. Uh, Jason and Holly co-founded Cannabis 10X and have established a deep network of growth-oriented business owners uh, with a focus to be a source for creative expansion solutions, franchise development, management consulting, private equity and capital investments. And we're going to go ahead and, and do a deeper dive and learn a little bit more about this industry as well as the Cannabis X services and offerings. Uh, guys, for our listeners, cannabis industry, uh, talk to us a little bit about this sector. And if you don't mind sharing also some of the, the regulation side of it all. Sure. Uh, so the industry is obviously, it's very new. So some of the people in the industry still refer to some of the markets as mature, but if you really put that up against the franchising um, end of the world, it's a hundred years old over, over here. And you have, you know, words that they use in the, in the cannabis industry, people from the franchising industry, like yourself, Pam and Austin, you know, we're like, you call that saturated. <laughs> um, so, you know, with that in mind, I'll say, you know, on the industry around the United States, um, it's federally illegal, which a lot of people are aware, but it's legal in each state, which means each state makes their own regulations. And there's about 37 states that it's legal. Some of them are recreational. So anybody can walk into a store and buy it um, that's, you know, of age, um, sort of similar to a liquor store. And some of them are medical states, which means you have to have a medical ID card issued from an, an MD uh, to be a patient, and, the, and then you use that patient ID card to enter any of the dispensaries in a medical state. But having said that, some of the, so you can actually divide the country down the middle on the west side and the east side, and um, mm -hmm. you can see a, a clear difference that over where it started in the west, in Colorado, uh, California, you know, Washington, Oregon, they're more of a free market states, you could say. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so there's a lot of recreational um, companies that are popping up and, and you can you get a feel for what you normally would see in an industry where it's uh, um, entrepreneurial and um, not incredibly expensive and you know uh, not the barriers to entry are a little smaller the competition is a little stiffer the business acumen needs to be a little more on on par and yet the east coast mm -hmm. uh, or the east side it starts to get more a lot more stringent more medical states rather than recreational and uh, it takes it takes a little bit more um, you know, you have hoops to get through the, the regulations in the medical states. So mm -hmm. we work with, um, you know, franchise candidates that want to come in and, and work their way in as fast as possible, making turnkey models. And I'll, I'll pause there and see if Holly wants to add anything. Um, yeah, no, I, I think you covered that really well. I just, you know, big picture. Um, yes, there's a high barrier to entry. There's licensing, there's state related level but the clients that we work with are vetted they're they're vetted for their experience in cannabis they're vetted for their profitability their differentiation and and the services that we provide to assist them and work together to get licenses for the candidates all the way down to the municipal level finding where that location needs to be and with all of all of the you know T's crossed and the I's dotted which is very, very complicated. But again, high barrier to entry, safety, mm -hmm. and a huge, huge, huge opportunity. 
So that actually is a really nice segue, Holly, into uh, the fact that many people may not know that there really are different types of cannabis franchise business models. There's different sides to the sector. Would, would you or Jason like to share a little bit more about the different types of franchise models that are out there? Sure. Yeah. So you have a, a supply chain as in any other industry. And when you're vertically integrated, basically that you own your entire supply chain. So we have a couple concepts that are complete uh, models. So they're vertically integrated. That means um, and then we have each section of this sectioned out into a, a different franchise. So you'd have cultivation on on the, um, you know, the, the production side, and they're actually mm -hmm. growing the plant from, you know, from either indoor or outdoor or in greenhouses. And there's many different models within that one that one uh, framework there. And then you go to processing or manufacturing where they're extracting the, you know, cannabinoids from the plant and turning it into um, vaping products or edible products like gummies and chocolates and, uh, you know, mixing them and packaging them and shipping them from, from manufacturing into an, the next phase in the supply chain or, or franchise model, which is can, can, this part can vary, uh, by regulation, but you have delivery that can go direct to consumer. Sometimes it, it needs to go to the retailer. Um, but you have some sort of transport from that phase to uh, the next part of the supply chain. Uh, and then you have retail and that that's obviously retail outlets, storefronts. And um, that can also, that has a couple, you have digital elements to that. And um, then there's the delivery again can be added on the other side of retail that, you know, they require a retail storefront and then you can deliver again to the front door of your consumer or have, have it actually purchased through an app where they have to come into the store and buy it uh, curbside or pick it up in store. So that's, that's a general overview of this. Yeah. Story. And I, I think, I think Pam, he stated that absolutely perfectly. So obviously there's a lot of different areas, but, but, you know, being um, really open about what we're doing here from a franchise component, obviously from an investment, we can assist anybody in any of those areas from a franchising um, component. Again, we're the only ones doing this franchising cannabis, um, but we, we have models that we've, you know, highly vetted that have um, manufacturing, retail, and delivery. So, you know, when your clients are looking um, or you whoever is watching this and listening to what we're saying, uh -huh. um, something you're, you're, you're interested in and your, and your, um, your interests are specific, maybe you want a testing lab, you know, wouldn't that be great for somebody who's in the medical fields and science? Well, we've, we have that. We can provide those areas for you to look at. That's mm. good. So, I mean, that kind of segues into Cannabis 10X and your brokerage services and, and specifically what you do. Uh, I mean, do you want to share a little bit more about Cannabis 10X and the services you provide? Yeah. Do okay. you want me to start? Okay. Um, well, we've got three parts, Canvas 10X. Um, we've got the buy-sell, you know, and that's obviously mergers and acquisitions. We have, you know, sales that we have, you know, in our inventory of $40 million and down to 500000 So, um, again, if somebody wants to sell their business, obviously, you know, we can work with them. We charge 6% um, on that, which is way under um, industry. You know, at Varian, when my brokerage, it was 12%. So, um, it's a very fair 
valuations are done, you know, in-house and with our team of accounting experts so we can help, you know, those sell their business. Uh, we can help buyers that want not a franchise but a standalone business. That's that area. Um, and the second area is obviously franchising. That's what we're here to talk about today. We franchise individuals' businesses. Again, you know, you, you have to have the chops. We don't just want anybody. We really want to select businesses that are, are you know, profitable, replicable, um, and extremely strong. And we use a team to do that um, really briefly. Um, we use Harold Kessenbaum as our lead attorney, okay? Mine, I got him in from, from Zary and Pryor. Harold is the Franchise Attorney of the Year this year. Uh, he's got 40 years of experience. Now he's franchised seven cannabis models with his team. The, um, we use Kit, Kit Vincent. He's a great, great guy. He's, he's done the operations for Hagendas, 7-Eleven, you know, Clear, Panda Express. You know, they are, um, they are fascinating, you know, individuals, but they create a heck of a product. And, and that with our development team, you know, that we give them a custom website and videos and all of the broker collateral they need to sell the franchise. And of course, our development team inside, um, we've got an in-house um, team of highly trained cannabis brokers. And we use very, very select franchise brokerages. Franchise City is one of the brokerages that we have chosen um, and, and we, use, we are very selective about that because this is a highly regulated industry. We need people that have a good, strong intelligence that really care about their clients. They're going to do everything for their client to make sure that they're able to come to, you know, get the, the, the value of their investment, that they're able to, you know, be safe in the legal, um, you know, constraints of this, of this industry. And, you know, anyway, you know, I'm going into too much detail here, I understand, but that's our, that's our franchising arm. And then our third arm, obviously, is investments. And investments, um, we've done a lot in the investment space. I think this is a good place for Jason because he's really taking the lead on all of the investment um, angle. Yeah, when, when we first, uh, you know, launched Cannabis 10X, franchising was way early, way more early than it is now. It's actually looks, it only looks less early because we forged the path to, to where it is now. Um, so mm -hmm. at the time we were working, you know, we wanted to stay incredibly highbrow. I was coming from, you know, uh, selling a large franchise company and I was looking to buy another large franchise company or create one. And, uh, you know, we, so I was talking to, um, founders in the cannabis space that were incredibly strong that would, that I thought would make a great franchise or partner. Um, but they're, they're really operators. Um, corporate offices are dealing with operating their stores. It's not the way that you and I understand franchising. It actually becomes its own corporate entity. That's a franchise or support entity that wasn't in there. So we, we were, we're, we are that for them. So in the beginning, we um, were doing capital pitch events. And uh, COVID happened around um, the middle of this. So we, uh, right when COVID happened, actually, and all these live events became virtual events, we were just launching our, our capital pitch event and did it virtually pretty much before everyone was doing virtual events and it exploded. We had Cheech Marin from Cheech and Chong on as a, <laughs> a special director. We had Bruce Linton, the founder of Canopy Growth Corporation in Canada. That's the largest cannabis company in the world. 
And um, we had been called by the media, called us the shark tank of cannabis. And Kevin Harrington jumped in to, to get in play. Cheech was our, our, our keynote, and you're not going to not cheat y'all. Um, so, right. but yeah, what a, what, it was an amazing, um, fun little run. But what we did there was we were able to hand select franchises. And these pitch events were huge. They were worldwide. We had representation, to, you know, 15, 20 countries. Um, our last winner of the last event we did was a German company called Hans, H-A-N-S. Um, and just, you know, we had, we had sharks that were really beating these businesses up. And what happened with that was we were able to get some inventory, some qualified businesses that we could franchise with the expert team that we had brought in. And, and so the first one happened, you know, and then the second, and then, and then, you know, obviously more and more people wanted to be franchised. And at that point, we, we just took a step back. We wanted to make sure that we were franchising the concepts that were going to sustain the growth of this industry. And, you know, you can have 10 stores now and be great, but if you don't have all the elements in place to be a strong franchisor now and as the industry matures, we, we kind of push those aside. Um, but what we have in our inventory now, I would say, are the best of the best. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, and you're, you're hitting on um, several things there. I mean, this is uh, a forever changing landscape, right, due to regulations, and trends, and really just a lot of people needing to get educated on it as, as a possible business sector. Uh, I know you don't have a crystal ball or anything like that, but with your knowledge and experience and uh, you know, any any upcoming trends that you would like to share or what you think may happen? Yeah, um, there's definitely, I think the hot topic of each year shifts around the idea of being the first in. So each state, when they open up, they, they, they're, they, they're very inclined to choose people who have proven themselves uh, in another state. So multi-state operators mm -hmm. will be the first ones applying for licenses in many cases. In some of the states, they don't want to send their, their revenue out of the state. They want it to stay in the state. So a lot of that becomes creative M&A, strategic partnerships, um, that kind of thing. So acquisitions teams will contact us to find opportunities in upcoming states. And we work very closely with each new state that's coming online because we, you know, I, I Often I use a, a surfing analogy for this part. It's like you want to be on the crest of the wave uh, to drop in and actually ride the wave. Being on the crest sitting still is how you crash. So the crest of the wave, I believe, is when it, in a new state is when the new state opens up. And, and when it's federally legal, that's the real inflection point where you want to be paddling with some, some momentum in the wave. So if you have 5, 10, 15, 20 locations, the exit um, um, options for you are going to be triple to 10 times the valuations that it was the year before. 10X. Yep, <laughs> which is the 10X. Mm -hmm. That's the mm -hmm. idea behind it. Did you want to add something? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, it's, it's okay. Uh, it, there, there is What Jason said is there's a really powerful. So we've seen this happen, you know, three dozen times now. The state opens up and how point comes very early on. Now, there's going to be a second wave. There's going to be a third wave. 
especially as the restrictions open up, and et cetera. The market share isn't even defined yet because until it's federally legal, um, a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines. So, but, but we watch this over and over, state after state, mature, and those early adopters selling out for 10x, right? So, so we layered our business with a team that sits on Capitol Hill. Um, I, I won't go into who they are, but we'd love to share that with your viewers as they're coming in and interested. Um, but they sit on Capitol Hill. They write the legislation in a lot of states. It's us. You know, we know what's happening, and we know that we can franchise in certain states before anyone knows. So it's really exciting because then we can get in, get our partnerships set up, then they go online and franchising, and then all of our clients get get the benefit from that early adopter. Mm, mm, very nice. Uh, anything, I mean, anything else that you think there would be value? I know there's, we could go deep on so many levels and so many different areas. And, um, you know, you guys being the, you know, America's first cannabis brokerage and really the only broker cannabis, you know, business out there like this, Cannabis 10X, coming in with a wealth of knowledge, will be incredible business coaches. Uh, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners who may want to explore this more? Sure. So if they're new to the industry, uh, one of the things that happens is a small mom and pop shop trying to get a you know cannabis license in the in a state when it first opens up, they've got a really slim chance of getting that. So what what we've set up here is we've we've provided resources by putting together a team that ranges from you know we have over five thousand actual investors in our network we have family offices that are included in that they run funds that range between ten million to a hundred million to groups of funds that are that size teaming together on some investments and we put we put a team together, like she mentioned, there's some of them that sit on Capitol Hill as lobbyists that can actually influence the law uh, as it's being written. They wrote the bill in several states. Um, we have state-to-state uh, -state wraparound services that help our franchisors grow to, to really put the turnkey phrase to, its, to the test there. Um, you know, they have uh, everything that a small business owner would never have access to that the huge conglomerates or, you know, a fund, a hedge fund would have, we've given those resources that are usually reserved for the elite hedge fund type uh, business launches and package them together for a small business owner to get into this and do it right and do it fast and get it right the first time. So that I think is an unheard of opportunity in this uh, industry. And it's going to be um, probably a hundred years of growth. You know, like that. It's mm. like how, you know, we had a roaring 2020s was our our theme when we did these live events because it's a it's, this prohibition is very similar to around it that are gonna that are changing and and, and whatnot. So it's really it's the best want to find and was created um, from wanting to find that and not finding it. So we created it. Mm. Well said, and thank you for the summary. Um, I do also want to share with, with our listeners, if this is something that you want to explore, whether you are currently a, a cannabis business owner and want to take that concept and franchise it, 
or you're someone to you're interested in understanding how do I get into this sector? How do I become a franchisee of one of these business models? Uh, obviously, that's what we do at Franchise City uh, as a franchise consultant, and at Franchise City, we have uh, formed a very nice business partnership with Cannabis 10X. Uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We would be happy to put you in touch with uh, the needed parties over at Cannabis 10X so you can explore and identify whether or not this is a good fit for you and really aligns for you. Uh, with that being said, Jason and Holly, thank you so much. You have just been a wealth of knowledge regarding this, this industry sector that I think everyone is interested in trying to understand and wrap their arms around. And just you've got such depth and breadth of knowledge that was, hopefully was very helpful to our listeners. I appreciate thank you both you. being guests. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Pam. It, it was it was really great. I mean, I I think uh, honestly, the, the people out there that are looking for an opportunity in the highly regulated frame, I think I think we've got the answer for them. And I think Franchise City, obviously, um, again, very elite select brokerage is is a path. It's it's a light. Um, it's it's going to bring your money in a safe. Uh, way to diversify into the fastest growing industry in the history of business. Mm, well said. Mm. Well, I just want to say thank you to our guests. Thank you for our listeners for tuning in. Uh, it's been another great episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show. Again, this is Pamela Curry, the host of Franchise Business Radio, as well as being a certified franchise consultant with Franchise City. Please remember that if you or someone you know is considering franchise ownership, then don't feel like you have to navigate those waters all by yourself. There is a lot to learn, whether it's in the cannabis sector or in another sector. I specialize in helping individuals on selecting a franchise and being effective in doing their due diligence so they can make an educated and informed decision around franchise selection. So franchise ownership is something you would like to seriously pursue feel free to contact me for a complimentary franchise consultation. I would welcome being a resource to you. Simply email me at pam at franchiseintellect.com or feel free to call, text 847-970-8765. This is the Franchise Business Radio Show signing off, a platform for bringing together business professionals to connect, educate, and collaborate to serve the franchise community and those considering franchise ownership. Thank you again for joining Pamela Curry and her guests for the Franchise Business Radio Show, sponsored by Franchise Intellect, knowledge of the franchise community for franchise selection. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Franchise.City, a better way to buy a franchise. More info at Franchise.City. And FranServe, the world's largest franchise consulting and expansion organization. More info at FranServe.com. Use the social media links here to share today's show and check out more episodes at FranchiseBusinessRadio.com. 